Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur medical poker. Welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day, such as mine. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want you to be part of the conversation. So, as always, find me on the Twitter, on the Rizzle, on the Instagram, at Colt S. Taylor. And, of course, if you haven't already, bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com for all things Colt Sebastian Taylor. All right, my friends, let's get started with another Saturday report. Well, first up, folks, it's time once again for a Hyundai Feud update. Um, <laughs> so I'm happy to report at this hour that Hyundai has called me, apologized immensely for all the hardship they put me through, and uh, realized that maybe... Maybe that they're trans... I'm just kidding. They haven't called me at all. Holy moly. I was promised, I believe, a week or two ago, that someone would call me in three to five business days. And wouldn't you know it, today's Saturday. Obviously not a business day. I guess they're not calling me today. But uh, no phone call. No phone call. No social media interaction, no direct messages, no carrier pigeon, no town crier sent to my door with a proclamation from Hyundai on high. Uh, no, no, none of that. In fact, I've been ignored. And I listen, friends, listen, we're all friends here. But something that you should probably know about me is I do not like being ignored, especially when I feel like I should have some sort of attention here. I should have something addressed or whatnot. Uh, but they've, uh, they've ignored me. So I think bright and early Monday morning, I'm going to have to call them again. I'm going to inquire why uh, perhaps they have not reached out to me yet. Uh, I'm certainly commenting on all the Twitter posts. Holy moly. I, I have that I have that notification set to alert me every time Hyundai promotes a car. I chime in about transmissions and warn people not to buy a Tucson. So, hey, listen. If they feel that that is a, still a good business decision on their end, uh, hey, more power to you, friends. I'm here every week. And boy, howdy, I'm going to bring it up every week. So, once again, my friends, if you're shopping for a car... Need some new transportation. Lots of choices out there. I have to say from my own personal experience, I've had a terrible experience with the Hyundai people. Uh, especially in the used car department. I'm sure if they sell a car to you new, hey, they'll roll out the red carpet. They'll feature you on their, their social media. They'll probably throw in an air freshener. Get by it used. Ooh, ah, mm, e. Bing, bang, wah, wah, bing, bang. Um, they're not, they're not going to really care about you. They, they just aren't. Uh, the dealers won't. Uh, the company won't. Uh, unless you're going to like spend even more money 
on an extended warranty because it, I find extended warranty that concept to be funny. That's funny to me. So like, if you want a warranty beyond what's already there, hey, sure, that's fine. But you know, since they offer a hundred thousand mile warranty to begin with, hmm, just hmm, interesting. Interesting how that works. So obviously they don't stand behind their workmanship over there. Uh, well, they, they, they have a hundred thousand mile warranty to begin with, but like if you buy it used, uh, you gotta pay a little bit more money for the warranty. Cause whoo boy, we barely made it. <laughs> and uh, uh, this going to a second owner, we're pretty sure something's gonna go kablooey. So you might want to get an extended warranty. That seems to be what the business model of the Hyundai folks are. So, you know. I say, for anyone out there looking for a vehicle, you may want to do a little extra research on the Hyundai folks. Lots of interesting lawsuits out there. Holy moly. I mean, talk about dedicating a show to lawsuits. I'm not going to, but I could if I wanted to. But uh, I'll give you an update next week. I'm going to give them a call. I'm going to see if they listen to the show. I bet they do. I mean, who would not want to hear my golden voice every weekend, Colt Sebastian Taylor, talking Talking brutally about your international company. I can't think of a reason why they wouldn't listen. But I will give you an update next week about my continuing feud with Hyundai. (sighs) I miss the simpler times when I was discussing the electoral chances of Kanye West. But hey, you can't live in the past, right? All right, let's move on. First up, folks, we go to uh, Monroe, North Carolina, North Kakalaki. Uh, some of a tragic story here. Uh, where the head coach of a boys' varsity basketball and track and field teams uh, passed away this week. Uh, his name is Barney Dale uh, Harris. He had worked for the school for uh, a number of years, and uh, he passed away. Actually, well, actually, uh, he was... Uh, he was uh, actually shot and killed in, in gunfire, which is always tragic. You know, gun violence is something that uh, happens entirely too much in this country, I feel. So it's always uh, sad to see something happen. Someone is very impactful on boys basketball. Oh, what's that? Oh, okay. So the, the shootout was during uh, it was a, it was a, it was a, during a shootout between uh, alleged cartel members, drug cartel members. Uh, which, you know what, that's all very, this is the first few paragraphs of this story. Here's where it gets, it gets crazy. Apparently, um, the, the, the basketball coach wasn't caught in the crossfire of said drug cartel shootout. He was on one side of said drug cartel shootout. According to authorities, and, uh, they're still investigating, Apparently, uh, Coach Harris here, besides, you know, being a head coach of a basketball team in track and field, uh, Moonlight is, uh, is working for a drug cartel. Yeah. Yeah. He worked for a drug cartel. So apparently, uh, he and his brother-in-law went to a stash house to steal drugs and money from a cartel. Uh, somebody showed up. Uh, they bound, gagged him, shot him, killed him, executed him, and then other drug cartel members showed up, and there was a shootout. There was a big old shootout, and he died. Uh, needless to say, the school district was surprised to learn about this. Uh, I mean, 
wow. I mean, you I mean, like if this wasn't a news story, this would be like a movie. You know, this basketball coach also moonlighting as working for a drug cartel. Holy moly. Right? Right? Now, apparently, uh, the, the authorities described it as an old Western shootout between two criminal enterprises. And, um, yeah, apparently they were shooting through the trailer and the coach got hit. Uh, and, he, and he died. The investigators found about a kilo of cocaine, five guns, and $7,000 of cash uh, at the scene. Uh, the school district is just sort of reeling from this because obviously, you know, a, a school district generally, generally does not hire uh, drug cartel members to coach basketball teams. I mean, I'm not familiar with North Kakalaki basketball in terms of high school, but I feel like that's a universal hiring pack practice. Like, you know, like, do you have do you have basketball experience? Yes. Uh, do you have can you coach track and field? Yes, I can. Uh, can you pass a, a a child abuse clearance? Yes. Child abuse, yes. I can guarantee you there's no child abuse. Drug abuse? Mm, I mean, I don't abuse drugs. I abuse people who, who are involved in the drug business. You're hired. Good luck, coach. Oh, boy. I mean, this is one of the weirdest stories I've read. I mean, the the... The, 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 the headline is, that I'm reading here, High School Basketball Coach Barney Harris Killed in Shootout with Drug Cartel. It's like, oh, okay. With, with, that, that, oh, I guess, oh, okay. That's what that means. Wow. Holy moly. So I'll keep tabs on this story, see if anything else interesting pops up. But uh, that of last week was one of the weirdest stories I've read. Keeping with sports, we go across the Pacific Ocean to Japan, where the 2020 Olympics uh, obviously were not held last year because of the whole thing called coronavirus. They bumped it back to the summer of 2021, and uh, with uh, uh, less than 100 days to go, um, there's a real question whether they can actually pull this off this year. Uh, infections are surging once again in Asia, the fourth wave. And the ruling government in Japan, they have a prime minister and an emperor, for those wanting to check that off their trivia cards. They're trying to figure out, ah, oh, gosh, can we do this? Are we able to do this? I don't know if we can do this. So we may see the for the first time since World War II uh, an outright cancellation of the Olympic Games. Uh, they're also discussing maybe trying to have it but having no fans there, just the doing the sports, basically what we're doing now, well, well what some of us are doing now. Some, some places, not so much. But uh, have, have the contest, but without any fans in there, so to keep all the athletes quarantined in a bubble. But uh, if they can't control the virus there, they might have to outright cancel the Olympic Games, which, uh, like I said, it has happened before. But it has only happened during times of war, really. The last time the Olympic Games were canceled were in 1944 and 1940, due to, obviously, World War II. Uh, they were supposed to be held in Japan, Germany, and Finland in 1940. Obviously, they were a little bit busy. And then they were supposed to have it in Italy, in Europe, Italy and the United Kingdom in 1944. 
And the only time before that was in 1916, during World War I, uh, which also was supposed to happen in Germany. Oh, man, terrible luck. But, uh, yeah, this will be the first time they've canceled it since then. Uh, Japan last hosted Olympics in 1998 in uh, Gano, which I'm saying incorrectly. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, would be would be a shame, but at the same time, I mean, oof, you, I don't know if it's worth, worth, worth the risk just to get some good TV ratings. Uh, I would imagine, if I had to put a Coke Zero on it, I would say they're probably leaning towards having it but having no fans in there uh, for the games. Uh, the next, next Olympics, right around the corner, 2022 in China, 2024 in uh, Paris, France, and uh, in, in China's in Beijing. 2026 is in Milan, Italy, and in 2028, Los Angeles, United States, hosting it once again. Uh, I think Los Angeles hosted it back in the 80s or 70s. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I'll be watching that. The Olympic Games, somewhat in doubt still over a year later due to the coronavirus. We now go from Tokyo, Japan to the Suez Canal, Egypt. Uh, no, no, the canal's not blocked once again, but it is about the ship that did get stuck in there. Uh, Egypt has seized the ship that had blocked the Suez Canal for uh, five days uh, earlier earlier. This month, or the previous month, I don't remember. Uh, boat eventually got freed. Took a lot of effort. A lot of ships backed up. I think they still got a little bit of a traffic jam over there. But the ship has been seized by Egyptian officials because uh, they, they, they want to find them. They want to find them uh, for the kind of damage that they did and all the issues they had. Uh, so they want the owners of the ship to pay 900 million dollars in compensation because their boat blocked the Suez Canal for five or six days. It is uh, anchored in the Great Bitter Lake, which is in the middle of the Suez Canal. If you're familiar with the Suez Canal, it's, just a, it's not just like one long trench that goes through the, through the, through the Sinai Peninsula. Uh, there's a lake there that's kind of a holding pen for ships as ships go through the uh, canals and whatnot. Uh, the crew, which are 25 Indian nationals, have been on there for three weeks. Um, so, but they're still being, um, they're still being, you know, cared for, they're, you know, whatnot, but they're, they're stuck there. They're not allowed to leave. Uh, the, um, uh, they're, they're being kept on the ship. The, the crew's not allowed to leave the ship either. Uh, this has... Uh, irritated some people in India, the National Union of Seafarers in India, which is a union of, you know, people who work on ships, uh, are saying that this amounts to ransom, that Egypt is holding these guys on the ship as ransom until they get their $900 million, which is uh, roughly about as much money they probably lost in tolls for uh, the, the ship being stuck there. Um, but, um, the, they're, they're very, they're very upset about this. Uh, the union general secretary, uh, told the news outlet, we would neither like to get involved or interfere in the investigation, nor do we want to, uh, prejudice the investigation, but we certainly react and respond to a situation if Indian seafarers need to be assisted. If the SCA has suffered losses, they can sort that out with those involved with the ship, but they cannot haul up seafarers in any manner. So this Union of Seafarers are looking out for uh, the Indian nationals who are on the ship 
class. Obviously, they're not involved with you know the they they, they don't have nine hundred million dollars. They're not really involved with that. And the ship at the time, I believe, was under the control of a Suez Canal pilot. So these 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 canals, you know, captain the ship doesn't sail the ship through there. They have a pilot who goes aboard and helps the ship get through the canal. So obviously, insurance folks will probably sort this out and whatnot. But uh, this this. This is probably the final chapter in the whole Suez Canal uh, rigmarole, but uh, still not quite, still not quite over yet. Still not quite over yet. Moving along to entertainment news, uh, unfortunately, it has been confirmed, uh, although denied last month, with rumors popping up that Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez, a Rod, have split. They are, quote, we are better as friends. They were engaged in 2019. Uh, We're going to have a wedding last year, but obviously COVID-19 postponed that. But it looks like they have officially, they have officially uh, separated. Uh, Jennifer Lopez was spotted without uh, without A-Rod or her engagement ring in the last few weeks. And uh, they're saying they're working through some things. Uh, and whatnot, but uh, it looks like they're working away from having having a wedding and whatnot. So unfortunately, unfortunately, this power duo is is no more. They're just friends. Uh, a Rod, I guess, is back on the market, and I guess Jennifer Lopez no longer attached uh, to Alex Rodriguez. I mean, I don't know if she is a regular regular listen listener to the show, but. Hey, Jennifer Lopez. I hear that uh, you're going through some rough times. I'm just a handsome redhead with a radio show on AWSM Radio. You know, I'm a big fan of the movie enough. I thought you were great in that. I don't know why you're not in more movies. Anyways, if you'd like a special guest on the show sometime, just uh, let me know. I'd love to have you. And then, you know, afterwards... Maybe get some sushi, see what happens. I mean, I, I can be rather charming. So, um, you know, contact the station, J-Lo, and, uh, you know, boy, you know, there was, you know, J-Lo cult, culture. I mean, I think the papers would like it. Uh, anyways, I'm getting ahead, of, getting ahead of myself, getting ahead of myself. Anyways, uh, all right, nailed it. I think, I think that's a pretty good pitch. So, uh... Hopefully, in the next few weeks, I'll report to you the status of my date with Jennifer Lopez. Uh, I'm guessing the status will be, there is no date with Jennifer Lopez. But, you know, stranger things have happened to your old pal Colt Sebastian Taylor. Not this strange, but, you know, hey, you, you miss every shot you don't take, right? Right, folks? Right, folks? So, I'll be uh, giving you any updates on that as it comes by. But, uh, once again, it looks like... J-Lo, A-Rod, Jennifer Lopez, Alex Rodriguez are not going to be getting married anytime soon. In fact, it looks like they've officially split up and thus wraps up your simultaneous entertainment news and Gold Sebastian Taylor romantic news. Wink! Now, if there's anyone that could woo Jennifer Lopez... Uh, even when she was engaged, it's my pal DC. And why you're asking? Why could uh, why could DC the DJ or DJ the DC? No, DC the DJ, woo away J Lo from A Rod because he's amazing. He's amazing DJ, and he has a show right here on AWSM Radio DC Live. In effect, 
He is our in-house DJ, and he mixes it up. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. and on Sundays at 10 p.m., you, my friends, do not want to miss out while he smashes it on the ones and twos. He kicking the beats, kicking the beats from his South Florida compound week in and week out. He is not to be missed. In fact, you know, if I had to guess, Jennifer Lopez was going to listen to a show on AWSM Radio. Obviously, number one, the Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Number two... Probably DC live in effect. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm put, I'm gonna put that bold guess out there. So catch him on AWSM Radio DC live in effect Fridays at 9 p.m. and Sundays at 10 p.m. Moving along in entertainment news, um, a Kanye West update. No, not presidential, uh, but an update regarding his divorce proceedings. As you may remember, he filed for divorce, uh, or Kardashian at least, she filed for divorce back in February. And um, they have both filed for uh, joint legal and physical custody of their four children, and neither party is seeking spousal support. Um, so they're they're apparently you know they're 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 fine in terms of financial. Now the one's going to be asking for support uh, between uh, f- between each other. Uh, they apparently have been living separately for months with Kanye West living in Wyoming, apparently of all places. Um, I. Would not peg Wyoming as a popular place for Kanye West to go, uh, but I believe there's like a religious order out there that he's very involved with for some reason. And uh, Kim Kardashian has been living in their California home. Just as a reminder, they married in a lavish ceremony in 2014, but it looks like that has come to the to an end, uh, which means Kim Kardashian. Hey, Kim Kardashian. You know what? I probably, I probably shouldn't, I probably shouldn't push my luck on on this. I can't be doing it on every single person who suffers a breakup of a relationship. I mean, what kind of person am I? What kind? Of, what kind of a redheaded adventurer would I be to swoop in every time someone divorces or breaks up to flirt with them? I'd be a consistent one. No, no, I can't. I won't. Whew. All right, I have to move on. So, anyways, um. Looks like that's moving along and probably finalized the next few months. Uh, everyone, they got lots of accountants, so they're pretty much going to keep all their fortunes. Lucky them, right? We now move from entertainment to food, uh, specifically to Australia. Good day. Uh, where Alex White thought he had bought a freshly wrapped plastic uh, lettuce from a supermarket and thought he saw a worm wiggling around in there, which, you know what, it happens. Sometimes worms get in there. Uh, except it wasn't a worm. It was a ven- venomous snake. It was a venomous snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A snake had somehow gotten wrapped up in this lettuce, and uh, he bought the lettuce, and it took it took it home. Uh, to quote White, I, uh, I kind of completely freaked out when I saw this little tongue come out of its mouth and start flicking around. And I realized it was a snake because worms don't have tongues. Good, good on you there, Mister. Good on you there, Alex. Yeah, worms don't have, uh, wor- worms don't have tongues. So, um, he put the 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 headless back, uh, into the fridge. Called animal control. Turns out this was a very venomous snake. Um, <laughs> and um, 
<laughs> the, 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 the snake handler said that if he was bitten, he would need to go to the hospital immediately because he would be in a wee bit of trouble. Uh, so authorities are trying to figure out how this snake made the 540-mile journey from uh, a packing plant worth less to Sydney. Uh, they think that the refrigerated uh, supply chain, because, you know, they don't put lettuce in the back of trucks, they re keep it refrigerated, keep it fresh, that the coolness of the refrigeration uh, likely sort of made this uh, snake sleepy and fall into a stupor. And then as it warmed up, it's sort of like, hey, what's going on here? Uh, but holy moly, that, I mean, listen, friends, I'm an adventurer. I don't mess with snakes. Call me an old school Indiana Jones adventurer. I do not like snakes. Uh, venomous, not venomous, snake looking folks, whatever. No thank you. No thank you whatsoever. I have never seen the movie Anaconda. Why? Because there's a big snake in that movie. Um, <laughs> I'm also, also, I'm not a fan of the Slytherin house either in Harry Potter. Why? Snakes. But, uh, fortunately, no one was injured. No one was injured. But, uh, they're trying to figure out how exactly that happened. Uh, it was in an Aldi store, actually. Uh, <laughs> they released a statement saying, uh, we worked with the customer and the team to identify the steak's natural habitat, which is certainly not an Aldi store. We were working closely with a produce supplier to investigate how this incident could have possibly occurred. Bleh, bleh. Oh, snakes and lettuce. I mean, it's not exactly snakes on the plane, but equally, equally terrifying. But Australia is just one big continent of things that will want to kill you. Holy moly. There's so many dangerous things in Australia. I mean, I would love to visit, but, like, I would want a guide with me at all times. Even in the middle of Sydney, it wouldn't surprise me, like, oh, yeah, that's a kangaroo. That's a sewer kangaroo. They pick up manhole covers and they throw them at people. Kills 20, 30, 100 people a year. Watch out for the, watch out for the sewer kangaroos. Whew. I mean, probably a thing. I don't know if they're sewer kangaroos, but it sounds like that could be a thing, right? Right? Ugh. Well, anyways, I do have another snake story for you. Uh, so, so let's go on to the next snake story. Going from Australia to San Diego, a San Diego Zoo uh, staff member was bitten by an African bush viper uh, this week, uh, and this snake has no known antivenom. So... For those who are, uh, you know, not trained in the worlds of snakes, uh, I am terrified of them, but I do know that uh, snakes that are poisonous have venom. And the best way to treat that is anti-venom, which, you know, from a naming perspective, not that clever. But basically, you make anti-venom out of other, out of the venom itself. Uh, I don't know how that process works. Like I said, don't like snakes, so I've never been interested in figuring out how that works, but Basically, they can use the venom of a snake to turn it into medicine to help counteract the effects of it to when people get bit. Uh, so common snakes, you know, like rattlesnakes, copperheads, things here in the United States, uh, they have lots of anti-venom for that stuff. They keep it in special locations, and then if someone gets bit by a snake, they can quickly fly out anti-venom to there to help help treat them. But obviously, African bush vipers, not that common, so they don't have any anti-venom specifically specifically for this snake. Uh, however, they have found that using uh, anti-venom from other snakes of that particular family, like vipers and whatnot, 
does help a wee bit. So uh, I don't have any updates on this zookeeper's condition. Uh, obviously, he hasn't passed away or the, there would have been like an update about that. But this happened at the San Diego Zoo in a non-public area. So, you know, we all go to the zoo. There's public areas and there's behind the scenes where they uh, handle the animals and whatnot. Accidents do happen. They're very rare, but uh, they were able to get him to the hospital, so he's being treated by the best folks in San Diego to make sure you know this doesn't take a turn for the worse. Um, actually, I have actually been behind the scenes at a zoo. Uh, I took a tour with a friend of mine at the Philadelphia Zoo behind the scenes, and uh, it is, I mean, it's very fascinating. I mean, if you can get a chance to get a tour of a behind the scenes of a zoo, you should definitely take it because it is just amazing what they do behind there. Uh, it's funny, when I was behind there, I got to feed a bear. Yeah, like, not, like, in the same same cage or anything, but, like, they had this steel door with, like, little holes in it where the bear could stand up. And basically, I held a spoon of peanut butter and stuck his tongue through <laughs> through the, this, this door to lick the peanut butter. And they do that when they want to examine his claws and, and stuff like that, but... It was, a, it was a big boy. Holy moly. Really big boy. So it was, it was really interesting. But anyways, going back to snakes and how terrifying they are. Uh, this person in the, in the hospital, snake did not escape. They put it back in its enclosure. Uh, but uh, hey, regardless if you're a zookeeper or out and about in the woods, watch out for snakes. They're, whoo, whoo. The thing about it makes me, makes me, blah. No, no. So listen, Kim Kardashian, J-Lo, I'm with you. Unless they're snakes, you're on your own. Sorry, that, that's, that's my hard stop. That is my hard stop. We now go from snakes to rabbits and from San Diego to the United Kingdom where a large rabbit was stolen. In fact, the Guinness World Book, World Book record holder for largest rabbit was stolen uh, from a hutch in Skelton, England this week. How big is this rabbit? You've all, we've all seen rabbits. Four feet. A four-foot-long rabbit. This, I mean, look at the picture. It's a huge rabbit. It looks like a stuffed animal or a Photoshop of a rabbit. A huge rabbit was stolen, stolen this week, which, which, is, which is a really, really terrible thing. I uh, became the world record holder for largest rabbit in 2010, and he was stolen from a garden enclosure uh, in central England, uh, last week, there is a thousand pound reward for his safe return, uh, about fourteen hundred dollars uh, American cash, uh, and they don't know why they they stole this rabbit. I mean, it's uh, the rabbit's too old to breed; it's just an old old rabbit living out the rest of his rabbit life. So hopefully, it will be returned uh, to to this to this uh, owner whatnot. Um, the uh, the rabbit was insured <laughs> at the time when it won the world record holder. It was insured for $1.6 million, and it traveled with a bodyguard. That's how, I guess, valuable this rabbit was. But it's old, can't breed. It, it probably doesn't have that malinsurance on it anymore. So hopefully it gets uh, returned. But actually, this highlights in the United Kingdom a rash of, of pet, pet nappings, pet stealings. Uh, during the coronavirus epidemic, apparently pet theft has ri has risen by a hundred and seventy percent from last year. In fact, so the the numbers they give here uh, in twenty nineteen, a hundred and seventy two dogs were stolen. In twenty twenty, 
465 were stolen. Can you imagine that? That is crazy. Uh, apparently, these are being done by organized crime uh, because there's some money into this, obviously. Um, there has been pandemic prices for animals. Uh, animals have surged as people staying home. They want some companions and whatnot. Uh, so basically, dogs that cost would set you back about a thousand dollars in twenty nineteen are worth like five thousand dollars. The people are charging five thousand dollars for a dog. It's crazy. Uh, as you may know, I have a beautiful boxer named Willow. When I got her during the pandemic, and uh, prices, you know, one week were getting higher and higher. I'm looking going back, you know, before the pandemic, they're pushing, you know, eight hundred thousand dollars without willow they were significantly higher than that to higher than that i mean uh she is she's my buddy she's right next to me right now watching me dutifully as i do the show she mans the uh she mans the door and does a little little post-production work for me very talented boxer my goodness she she's so good on online radio but anyways the darius the largest rabbit in the world <clears throat> still being still being uh searched for and uh, as you may remember, 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 Lady even Lady Gaga's pets were were kidnapped for some at some point. So, you know, she offered a five hundred thousand dollar reward for her pets. Uh, this lady in England d- doesn't quite have the Lady Gaga money, so she's only offering a thousand dollars for the return of her large rabbit. But uh, I'll keep tabs on this. If there is an update, I will bring you here, bring it to you here. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine how I would... I mean, I can't imagine anyone stealing someone's pet. That's just ridiculous. And I can't imagine how I feel to learn if my sweet willow was kidnapped by a rival radio station on on to have her work that. I mean, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine it. But anyways, I'll follow the story, and I will let you know uh, the outcome of this vile crime, hopefully in a future episode. Now, what is not vile, but possibly missing from your life, my friends... Especially if you're commuting home from work between 5 and 7 p.m. It's the Rock Sessions. It's the Drive Time Show here on AWSM Radio. And uh, my pal, the lovely Rocks, will make sure that your evening commute home is fun. Featuring the hottest, hottest music on the charts. Along with some other surprises in between. You do not want to miss the Rock Sessions. Hosted by, by my pal Rocks. Making it rock. Rock style, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. It should not be missed. Listen to it on AWSM Radio on your computer. Download the app. Listen to them both at the same time for like a stereo effect if you want to. I mean, it doesn't really matter much to me, but you should definitely not miss the rock sessions right here on AWSM Radio. We now go to Nepal, which for those uh, who are not familiar with geography, obviously all of my fans in uh, India know where it is. It's a Himalayan country just north of India, between India and China. And uh, they announced uh, this week that, um, that their rhino population has reached an important milestone. Uh, they've increased by more than 100. Very, very positive track for the rhinoceroses. Uh, one horde rhinos living in Nepal's wildlife sanctuaries. Uh, in their latest census, uh, the Nepal counted 752 rhinoceroses uh, up from 645 in 2015. Nepal is one of the few countries where there's more than 100 rhinos to be found. Uh, they came very close, very close to extinction 
last century. But the revival in India and also Nepal is regarded as one of the greatest success stories in conservation in Asia, which is pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, tigers in the area have also gone up in populations. Um, 90% are living in the Chitwa, Chitwan National Park, which is also the home to tigers, elephants, leopards, and fish-eating crocodiles. I'll tell you what, folks, like, I didn't know all of these things lived in Nepal. Like, listen, I consider myself a worldly person, but I, no, I think if rhinos, I just, I just, I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't exactly associate them with that part of the world. I mean, I hope to visit Nepal one day, one way or another, and India. I'd love to visit India one of these days. I would obviously need a guide of some sort because I have no idea where I'm going and I don't even speak English all that well myself, but love to see it. But uh, that's great news. Great news from that part of the world that their conservation efforts are going great. Uh, I actually, this, this spurred me to look up like, hey, we're not rhinos. Nepal, India, really? Where else are they found? Apparently, uh, also in Southeast Asia, there is a Java rhino in uh, Indonesia. There's only like a few dozen of those left and whatnot. But uh, there's actually quite a few different species of rhinoceroses that I was totally unaware of. So one of the few gray areas of my vast knowledge, because I'm so smart, that uh, I didn't realize they were all over the place. So congratulations to the folks in Nepal and India on your conservation efforts over there with rhinos and tigers and elephants and whatnot. Keep up the good work, because other parts of the world, eh, they're, they're not doing such a great job at keeping those from not dying out completely. So uh, once travel pops back up again, whenever that is, I would highly encourage you to visit these two great countries, check out their wildlife, uh, and give me some food recommendations, because uh, if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to eat something good. So I'll need some food recommendations as well. Before I depart today, allow me to make just two two general notes here right now. First and foremost, did you know this is the eighth month I've been doing the show here on AWSM Radio? Eight months of the Saturday report. Colt, Sebastian, Taylor, eight months of Saturdays. Me coming to you. And I tell you what, my friends, listen. Get lots of good feedback. Get a lot of compliments. Someone, everyone enjoys it. Even my grandmother. She has very high standards. So I just want to thank you for having me here Saturday, week in, week out, bringing the new stories I enjoy. So I hope I'm doing a good job entertaining you. Also, want to give a shout to my Australian friends, Ticker News. They had me on a week or two ago talking about Rizzle. Had a very good time there. And uh, I'll try to try to get myself on there sometime again soon and plug plug AWSM Radio as well. So I'm always looking, always looking at ways to hustle all of my various activities, especially all my friends here at AWSM Radio. Well, my friends, that uh, just about wraps up this week's Saturday Report with Cole Sebastian Taylor. want to thank you for joining me here today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Rizzle, on the Instagram, especially the Twitter when I'm yelling at Hyundai, at Colt S. Taylor. Join me there. Retweet me, whatnot. Join in on the Hyundai bashing. It's a lot of fun. I use a lot of gifts. And, of course, engage with me on there if you think there's a story I missed or there's something I should be covering on the show. Always like talking to folks out there. And if you haven't already, you should. You probably have. But just as a reminder, bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com for all your Colt Sebastian Taylor needs. And, uh, yeah, I often post updates on there. I'll be working on that website a bit this weekend. 
So until next time, my friends, I am, of course, as always, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.